lo que va de acuerdo con la sana doctrina. You must teach what is in accord with sound doctrine. Versículo 11. En verdad Dios ha manifestado a toda la humanidad su gracia, la cual trae salvación y nos enseña a rechazar la impiedad y las pasiones mundanas. Así podremos vivir en este mundo con justicia, piedad y dominio propio mientras aguardamos la bendita esperanza, es decir, la gloriosa venida de nuestro gran Dios y Salvador Jesucristo. Él se entregó por nosotros para rescatarnos de toda maldad y purificar para sí un pueblo elegido, dedicado a hacer el bien. For the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men. It teaches us to say no to ungodliness and worldly passions and to live self-controlled, upright, and godly lives in this present age while we wait for the blessed hope, the glorious appearing of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us to redeem us from all wickedness and to purify for himself a people that are his very own, eager to do what is good. Now, boys and girls, I want you to be ready because I'm going to need your help a little bit later here, so please be listening. Espero que los niños puedan escuchar porque voy a necesitar su ayuda. Uh, so, you know, in life, it's important to have the right things. And it is also important to have the right things in the right order. Es importante tener las cosas adecuadas en el orden propio. Okay? So, uh, there's so many examples I could give you. Um, like, it's important to have a car in a garage, but it's also important to have the garage door open before you take the car out, right? That's a good example. I've learned a couple times on that one personally. So, yeah. Uh, or this. Uh, in my house, I have uh, some cleaning acid, a very strong acid. Tengo mi casa el ácido para limpieza. And you use it for certain surfaces, and you combine it with water. I could combinar el ácido con agua para hacer la limpieza. Here's the question. Do you put the acid in the water or the water in the acid? Se va el ácido en el agua, el agua en el ácido. Well, you've kind of gotten a hint here. But I don't have this picture at home, so when I have to clean, I remember a phrase, a, a, a kind of a, a, a saying, recuerdo un refrán, and it goes kind of like this, do what you order, add acid to water. Okay, that's important. Es muy importante añadir ácido al agua y no al revés, because if you add water to acid, kaboom! Okay, that's just not a good place, not a good thing to do. Um, it works that way with technology, así con la tecnología. I learned a, a couple months ago from Martín that these projectors... Uh, the two projectors have to be turned on in a certain order. Hay un orden para aprender esos proyectores. You have to go here, one, and then there's a TV here, and then you turn on that one, and then you turn the computer on in the back. Después se enciende la computadora detrás. If not, if you turn the computer on first and then the projectors, what you get is a bunch of flashing and the thing goes haywire. It doesn't work. I don't know why. I just know it doesn't work. Okay, si, si prende la computadora primero, no sirve uh, así. So uh, here's another one. So I saw this on online, okay? How many of you old people out there remember using a dial telephone? A rotary dial, right? Okay. So there's this online video with these young people learning how to dial. Okay, they're dialing the numbers. Okay, do I put it here? Okay, yeah, how do I do that? They dial, they get it all done. And then they like, okay, now. Nah. And then they pick up the phone. It's not working. Marcan los niños del teléfono y después agarran el receptor y no sirve. Why not? 
You got to pick up the phone first. You pick up the receiver first. You listen for that. And then you dial. See, young people, you learned something today, didn't you? There's a proper order. Hay un orden propio. And there is also an order, a sequence that matters when we talk about the truth of God's word. When we talk about the message of the Bible, it is important that we understand it in its proper sequence, in its proper order. Tenemos que comprender la Biblia en su orden propio. And that's what we find going on here in Titus chapter 2. This early church leader Paul is writing to Titus and he says, he says, you must teach what is in accord with sound doctrine. Pablo dice, predica lo que va de acuerdo con la sana doctrina. You must preach and teach and deliver what is in accord with, in line with, proper with, if you will, in order with sound, healthy doctrine. Hay que enseñar lo que va de acuerdo en orden con la sana Doctrina. In other words, Paul's saying to Titus, hey, when you tell God's truth to the people, don't just throw out there a mishmash of different truths and different Bible stories and just kind of let it float out there in this kind of mess of stuff together with no particular sequence to it. No enseñen las verdades de la Biblia como una mezcla confusa de, de verdades e historias. There is a sequence. There is a proper order. And so this morning, I want to teach us all, including our children, I want to teach you three words in order that I believe have the power to revolutionize our faith and our lives and our understanding of the Scripture. Quiero enseñarles tres palabras que van en orden que pueden revolucionar su fe y su comprensión de las Escrituras hasta su vida. Here's the order and here's the, here are the, here are the words. Sin, salvation, service. Or if you will, guilt, grace, gratitude. Okay? En español, la separación, salvación y servicio. That is the order of the gospel message of the scriptures. We are steeped in sin, in the misery of sin, in the guilt of sin, separated from God and one another. Estamos separados en la separación del pecado de Dios y unos de otros. But the salvation of God has appeared through Jesus Christ who died on the cross and rose again from the dead to rescue us from that sin. So we don't have to live in it anymore. La gracia de Dios se nos manifestó en Jesucristo quien nos salvó y rescató del pecado and why has he saved us? Why has he delivered us from that pit? So that we can serve him with gratitude. So that we can live fully alive. Porque le sirvamos con gratitud. Notice the order. We are in sin, but Jesus saves us so we can turn from sin. And we are free now to serve out of gratitude. Estábamos en el pecado, somos librados para dejar el pecado y servir con gratitud. So the order is not, it is not, I repeat, sin, service, salvation. No es separación, servicio y salvación. Many people think that, that that's the message of the gospel. I have sin, tengo pecado, so I've got to serve. I've got to work hard. I've got to be good. I've got to start doing right things. And if I do enough of it, maybe, maybe not, maybe I'll be saved. 
A lo mejor sí, a lo mejor no, yo seré salvo. I don't know about you, but that's not good news. That's not the good news. That's what is unhealthy doctrine. It's false teaching. It's works righteousness. No son buenas noticias. So this morning, I want to take a look at a couple of passages from Titus that really, I think if, if we look at it carefully, it shows us what we're talking about. So the first one is what we just read, verses 11 through 14. Versículos 11 al 14. Now listen, and I'm going to try to point this out as we read it over again. For the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men. En verdad, Dios ha manifestado a toda la humanidad su gracia la cual trae salvación. There it is, right in the middle. Salvation is at the heart of the good news. La salvación. It, that is the salvation and the grace of God, teaches us to say no to ungodliness and worldly passions. Nos enseña a rechazar la impiedad y las pasiones mundanas. The rescue of Jesus Christ, the salvation of Jesus Christ, teaches us to say no to the sin that we were in. And it also teaches us to live self-controlled, upright, and godly lives in the present age. Y también dice, así podremos vivir en este mundo con justicia, piedad, y dominio propio. What is that? It teaches us to live a life of grateful service, a life of thanks to God. Es una vida de servicio. While, that's this life. We're living in grateful service while we wait for the blessed hope, the glorious appearing of our great God and Savior Jesus Christ. Mientras aguardamos la bendita esperanza, es decir, la gloriosa venida de nuestro gran Dios y Salvador Jesucristo, who gave himself for us to redeem us, that's salvation, from all wickedness, that's sin, in order to purify for himself a people that are his very own, eager to do what is good. That's service. Quien se entregó por nosotros, es salvación para rescatarnos de toda maldad, esa es la separación del pecado, y purificar para sí un pueblo elegido dedicado a hacer el bien. Es el servicio. I think it's even more abundantly clear if you go a few verses down to Titus 3, 3 through 8. Después Tito 3, 3 a 8. Just a few verses down, listen to what Paul says. At one time, we too were foolish, disobedient, deceived, and enslaved by all kinds of passions and pleasures. We lived in malice and envy, being hated and hating one another. En otro tiempo también nosotros éramos necios, desobedientes, estábamos descarriados y éramos uh, esclavos de todo género de pasiones y placeres. Vivíamos en la malicia, la envidia, éramos detestables y nos odiamos unos a otros. What is that describing? Sin. At one time we were in sin. En un tiempo estábamos en pecado. But, verse 4, when the kindness and love of God, our Savior, appeared, He saved us. Not because of righteous things we had done. Service isn't even in the picture yet. It's not because of what we did. Pero cuando se nos manifestó la bondad y el amor de nuestro Dios y Salvador, Él nos salvó no por nuestras propias obras de justicia, sino por su misericordia. He saved us through the washing of rebirth and renewal by the Holy Spirit whom He poured out on us generously. That's grace. That's undeserved mercy. Through the whole, uh, through, by Jesus Christ, our Savior, 
nos salvó mediante la, el lavamiento de la regeneración y de la renovación por el Espíritu Santo, el cual fue derramado abundantemente sobre nosotros por medio de Jesucristo. And then, at the very end, in verse 8, Paul says, this is a trustworthy saying. This is a, a healthy, good saying. And I want you, he says, to stress these things. Este mensaje es digno de confianza y quiero que lo recalques. Why are you to emphasize that grace has appeared to save you from sin? So that those who have trusted in God may be careful to devote themselves to what is good. Para que los que han eh, creído a Dios se empeñen en hacer buenas obras. It's all about being set free for service. In theology, the fancy technical term for what I'm talking about is called the ordo salutis in Latin. In Latin, es el ordo salutis. It simply means the order of salvation. El orden de la salvación. But here's an interesting thing. That word salutis in Latin means salvation, but it also means health. Saludis es salvación, pero también salud. This is the order of salvation. Sin, salvation, service. But it's also the order of healthy, sound doctrine. Es el orden de la, la sana doctrina. That Jesus Christ appeared on this earth when we were stuck in the guilt of sin. He freed us from sin's guilt by his undeserved grace so that now we can live lives of grateful obedience to God. Jesucristo nos libró de su gracia, del pecado, para que pudiéramos llevar una vida libre de obediencia a Dios. And this is what we want our children to know. This is what we want to pass on to them. This is healthy, sound doctrine. Esa es la doctrina que queremos pasar a nuestros hijos. In Psalm 78, The Bible says something very powerful. I want to turn there for just a second and explain it. And actually, it's quite shocking in a way what it says there. It's Salmo 78. It says in verse 4, we will not hide them from their children. In other words, we will not hide the teachings of God from their children. No las esconderemos de sus descendientes, las enseñanzas de Dios. Who, who are their children? Well, it's talking about our children, but it's saying that our children aren't our children. They belong to the heroes of the faith, our ancestors who have believed. That, that's their children. And so we're not going to hide the truth of God from the ancestors of faith that have passed it on to us. We're not going to hide it from their children. No vamos a esconder la verdad de Dios de los hijos nuestros que son hijos de nuestros antepasados en la fe. But rather it says, we will tell the next generation the praiseworthy deeds of the Lord, his power and the wonders he has done. Hablaremos a la generación venidera del poder del Señor, de sus proezas, de las maravillas que ha realizado. And then verse 6 says, so the next generation would know them, even children yet to be born, and they in turn would tell their Children, para que los conocieran las generaciones venideras y los hijos que habrían de nacer, que a su vez los enseñarían a sus hijos. Do you see what's going on here? There's a multiplication, a chain of healthy, sound 
doctrine being passed on from generation to generation. Estamos transmitiendo una cadena de doctrina sana de generación y a generación. We're called to share with our children sin, salvation, service, separación, salvación, servicio, la doctrina que debemos compartir. That's, that's sound doctrine with a triple S. It's gospel, good news with a triple G. La sana doctrina con tres S's. And that's what we've been talking about this week at Amped. And boys and girls, here's where I need your help. I told you I would need it. This is where I need it. This week at Amped, we learned a lot. Every day we had a, a bottom line. On Monday, we learned about Joseph. Aprendimos de José. He was a man who said no to sin, no to ungodly passions. El dijo que no a las pasiones mundanas. Why? Because he was believing in God's salvation. He believed that God was with him even in the darkest prison. Creía que Dios estaba con él en la prisión. And God rescued him, saved him out of that prison so that he could serve God's purpose as the second in command of Egypt. Y él fue salvado para servir como segundo de mando en todo Egipto. What's the bottom line, boys and girls, that we learned about Joseph? Live like you know God is with you. Live like you know God is with you. Vive de acuerdo con que sabes que Dios está contigo. That was our first day. And then the next day we talked about Esther. Hablamos de Esther, this woman who risked her life. Instead of being safe, she took a risk, risking death, because she believed God had a plan to save not only her, but her people, and she served God's purpose and delivered, helped to deliver his people. Esther se arriesgó la vida porque creyó que Dios tenía un plan para rescatarla a ella y a su pueblo. What was the bottom line we learned? Live, oh, she flashed it there. Live like God has a plan for you. Vive de acuerdo con que Dios tiene un plan para tu vida. And then Wednesday, we talked about two men who walked on the road to a place called Emmaus. Después los hombres se fueron a Emmaus. They met a stranger, but this stranger was like no other. And they discovered that this stranger was none other than Jesus, risen from the dead. Se encontraron con Jesús resucitado. And because they met Jesus on the road, because Jesus appeared to them, they went out and they told everybody. They told everybody he was alive. Contaron a todos que él vivía. What was the bottom line we, we learned that day, boys and girls? Live like, like Jesus is alive. Because he is, right? Vive de acuerdo con que Jesús vive, porque así es. And Thursday, we learned about the first Christians, how they loved each other. Los primeros cristianos se amaban unos a otros. They took care of each other. They, they were kind to one another and to everybody because they believed that they were called out of the world. They, they, they believed that the kindness and the love of God had appeared to them, so they were going to be kind and love others. Habían creído que la bondad y el amor de Dios había manifestado, se había manifestado a ellos, así que podían mostrar eso a otros. So what was the bottom line, boys and girls? Live like people matter. That's right. Vive de acuerdo con, las, con que las personas importan. All right, the last day. The last day we learned about this man named Paul. And Paul was a man who hated and he was being hated. He was deceived and he was deceiving. Pablo era un hombre que, que odiaba y era detestable. But on a road to Damascus, 
the kindness and the love of God appeared to him in Jesus Christ. La bondad y el amor de Jesús se manifestó a Pablo, and he turned around, and he was delivered from his sin, and he began to serve. In fact, God sent him to serve before governors and kings. Él sirvió ante gobernadores y reyes. What was the bottom line that we learned that day? Live like your part of a bigger story. Live like you're part of a bigger story. Vive con que estás parte, eres parte de una historia más grande. See, that's what we're talking about. Healthy doctrine. Understanding the, the, the sound doctrine of sin, salvation, service. It can make us different people. It can make our children different people. Comprendiendo la sana doctrina de separación, salvación y servicio nos puede convertir en personas diferentes. And so, this is what our world needs. In fact, for me, one of the saddest Bible verses I've ever seen in the Bible, there are a lot of sad ones, but here's one of the sadder ones, is found at the very end of a book called Judges. Judges 21-25, Jueces 21-25, es un versículo muy triste. And I think it describes what's going on today. It says, in those days, Israel had no king. Everyone did as they saw fit. En aquella época no había rey en Israel, cada uno hacía lo que le parecía mejor. When there's no recognition of, of a king, when there's no recognition of the rule of God, when there's no recognition of Jesus Christ, what are you going to get? People becoming their own kings and queens. People doing whatever they think is best whatever they think is, is right to them. And that's what we're living in our world today. Estamos viviendo en un mundo donde todos hacen lo que les parezca mejor porque no hay rey en su vida, menos ellos. And so we need to talk about this. We need to talk about healthy, sound doctrine, and we need to know it's about King Jesus Christ. That's what it's about. And, and so... Uh, the, you know, the reformer John Calvin said it uh, centuries ago. I found this quote, and it really gets to the heart of what I'm trying to say. John Calvin said, he was a great reformer in the Christian church. He said, the fewer the discussions of doctrine we have together, the less we talk about healthy doctrine, the less we talk about the gospel, the good news, the more the danger is of pernicious opinions. In other words, evil, deadly, misguided opinions. Entre menos discusiones de doctrinas juntas, me, me, mayor es el peligro de opiniones perniciosas, es decir, mal, malvadas y mortales. When we're not talking about the truth, we're going to just do what's right in our own eyes. He said, solitude or separation leads to great abuse. La solitud conduce a un gran abuso. So we need to talk about this together. That's why we have our children here this morning. That's why we've spent this whole week pouring into them, and we will continue to do so, because it's about those three S's and those three G's, the gospel-centered life. Se trata de la vida centrada en el evangelio. And so this morning, here's where I want us to land. Here's where I believe we need to be. It's together before King Jesus. Queremos estar juntos ante el Señor Jesús. Boys and girls, this week, you've had a great week. 
Here's my invitation. If you, boys and girls, want to live fully alive, saying no to sin and yes to Jesus and serving him because you're so thankful, if you want that in your life, I want to pray with you this morning. And in fact, I want to pray with your parents. And I want to invite you to come right up here and pray with me. Si quieren seguir al Señor Jesús en su vida, niños, pues vengan a frente. Come up right now. Grab an adult with you. We want to have a prayer time because Jesus loves you. And we won't be around here forever, your parents, your grandparents. We won't be around here forever, but Jesus will be. He'll be with you. So are there any boys and girls that want to come up? Thank you for coming. Come on up. All right. We need some more children up here. Any parents can come too. Hey, how you doing? So good to see all of you here. Jesus loves the children. He said, let the children come to me. Que los niños vengan a mí. Don't hinder them. Don't keep them away. Because the kingdom of God belongs to such as these. Reino de Dios es de tal como estos. Look at these beautiful children. God loves you guys so much. He loves you so much, and I'm so glad you all came today. Some of you came to Bible camp this week, but if there's anything, anything I want you to know, it's how good Jesus is to you. He will never, ever fail you. Jesucristo nunca, nunca te fallará. So here's what we're going to do. I want to I invite you to pray with me, okay? We're going to pray, and we're going to ask Jesus to help us to forgive our sins because we have all said things, done things that have made God unhappy, right? We've all failed, but we have a Savior. We have a rescuer. Tenemos un salvador. Vamos a orar a él. And the cool thing is, no matter how young or old you are, God has a plan for you, and you can live like Jesus is fully alive right now, because he is. So would you bow your heads with me? Bow your heads. Vamos a orar. Oh, God, the message you give us is so simple. Even a young child can understand that you, Jesus, love us because the Bible tells us so. Aún un niño joven puede comprender que Jesús nos amas porque así dice la Biblia. And yet it is a message that is so deep and wide. We, we adults can never get to the bottom of it. We can never understand a love so great. Sin embargo, nunca podremos comprender un amor tan profundo, tan ancho. So, Lord Jesus, here we are, all of us, our children before you. Boys and girls, just pray in your heart with me. Lord Jesus, I come to you. Jesús, vengo a ti. I know I have failed. I've sinned. I've hurt people, and I've hurt you. I've been hurt. Forgive me. Perdóname, Señor. Thank you, Jesus, for the gift that you are. Gracias por el regalo que tú eres, Señor Jesús. Thank you for dying and for rising to save us. Gracias por morir y resucitar para salvarnos. We, I want to follow you. I want to say thank you with my life. Quiero decir gracias con mi vida y seguirte. Show me your plan. Muéstrame tu plan. I believe you are with me. Creo que tú estás conmigo. I 
want to live for you. Quiero vivir por ti. Thank you, Jesus. You are my king. Tú eres mi rey. And it's in his name that we pray. And everybody says, amen. 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 Thank you so much, boys and girls. We're going to continue talking and walking together. The Lord be with you. Señor, esté con todos ustedes.